let's get started. Okay. Um, so you guys, you have spent the whole day uh, relaxing on the boat in the marshes. Uh, tanks have been filled. Uh, engines have been checked by Adesh. And then um, uh, Reggie and Adesh have been looking at the Tibetan Book of the Dead. Uh, and then at some point after that... Um, Oh, crap. Uh, what's your character's name again, Nat? Colton. Colton. Colton, no. Uh, uh, wait, wait. I have that tab open. Cotman. Cotman. Cotman comes back with uh, a basket and then, like, two teapots on, a, like, a pole over his shoulder. Hold on. Cotman is the stupid... That's that's Cluster. Cluster. Cluster Benson is my character's name. Sorry, I am I am TM too much informationing myself. Mm, sounds like you need a nickname because if you can't remember your own name, I know. Class. C less. <laughs> okay, so return back. You all have a uh, evening meal. Um, I'm guessing, I think in the morning you got some sleep in your hammock uh, cluster. And so now you're fairly well rested. Not, like, you're still probably a little beat, but the jaunt from um, where we are now to where you want to go next, which is, um, hold up. God. I wonder if we were trying Tun Huang is where we were going ultimately, yes. correct? Tun Huang is the place where uh, Patrick Miles was sighted and where you've been trying to go to pick up the trail. Right. I almost want to say I'm I'm remembering the last session and assuming I plotted this correctly. Uh, I'm trying to look for a freehand tool. I believe if we hit this valley and pull around, I think we have enough gas. Like it is pushing the endurance of of the. Oh God! What did I name the plane? It's been too long. Uh, it's something funny. I think it was God. Was it the Baltow bitch? Uh, something bitch. I think it was the Baltow bitch. Okay. Um, because you know I named it right after it chopped off that Italian pilot's arm. <laughs> they, they were willing to give it to me, but uh, yeah, I think the plan was to try to fly fast, high, and at night through that one gap where we actually can and make it all the way in one go. I think weren't we going to have to put gas in the plane? <laughs> well, and we do have, we have gas loaded into the plane in barrels. Okay. Um, there's, a, there's a spreadsheet. Okay. Yep. And, and so I think, I think what it is is you've got, a full tank loads worth of fuel in barrels in the back of the plane that you haven't tapped into yet. And, and we want to try not to in yeah. case we end up somewhere that we cannot get fuel. Right. 
Um, and That's in correct. case, like, yeah, in case like the Japanese have cut a supply line or something, and we are just hosed. I mean, one one advantage of uh, the reason Amer- so many Americans are in China at this time is Standard Oil. Ah, like, yeah. This is an oil-producing country. Uh, and Reggie internally earmarks it as something that could set monsters on fire. <laughs> hmm. This petroleum thing could be big one day. Interesting. All right. So you're going to try to go make it all the way to Tunhang? I think we're going to try to make it all the way. All right. Um, and again, the functional part is hitting that Hitting that valley at night, I guess we're going to be hitting it high, as you know, at our service ceiling. But uh, we—I don't think we have the service ceiling to fly over the mountains, and I don't think we have the fuel to fly around. There was um, some, the next thing you needed to do was go back and talk to them in the morning to confirm that they were going to be able to set out lights. Because I think yep. you ran out the clock. On yeah, the the office closed on me. Yep, that's right. And you know what? I don't know why you guys are so pissed. I brought back tea and dumplings. Well, so that's you know, there's that. And you got to hang out all day. You got to fish. That sounds nice. If you fly during the day, you don't need people to set out lanterns. If we fly during the day, air defense. Are we um, in a zone that has air defense? Pretty far from the front. Like we're not in that kind of turf, are we? You're basically on the edge of the Gobi Desert. Like from here on out, it goes from being like um, Iowa territory to like you know Utah. Okay. <laughs> um, and that is an option. Like we can fly. Like during the day, safely, assuming no rogue Japanese patrols intercept us, or no rogue like chi- Chinese flights misidentify us, or yeah, as long as everything goes well during the day, we can do that. I just worry. Hmm. <sighs> really don't know the lay of the land maybe when you go back to talk to them you could ask ask sure i'll ride i'll ride the donkey back i have to go return the teapot to the mm-hmm. vendor anyway there's a deposit <laughs> yeah <laughs> fair All right, so you guys spend the night, and then the next morning head back to town to finalize preparations. Yep. All right. Is is uh, Cortland Cortland Lester go back alone, or does anybody go with him? Uh, I traveled alone the last time. I believe we were worried about some level of us being identified or spotted or. Yes. Like otherwise identified as who are these big noses like running around. Yeah. Well, Reggie, you definitely you saw the communique from a Japanese agent in Tun Hing. So apparently there is a spy network out here, or at least there was a few months ago. Okay. 
So I will call that out and uh, let them all know, like, yeah, there there are Japanese spies out here. So maybe staying low and not being seen during the day could be of use. I mean, that sounds kind of like a thing. So. I mean, again, there's the part where we could crash into the mountains at night and die. Well, maybe we could fly that part during the day. But that hasn't happened yet, right? Like, yeah, yeah. If I was the kind of guy that was going to crash into the mountains and die, I think I would have done it already. Um, that is less than stellar argument. Well, the other thing is, you know, you, you need a body of water to land it. So if you're flying at night, you need someone to point out where the water is. <laughs> can, can, can I make a counter argument that I really only need a body of water to ever take off from again? Technically, I can land in sand or even on a road. The yeah. once. I'm, once um, again, less enamored with this concept. <laughs> Just saying. <laughs> yeah, I'm with JJ on this one. Are you guys saying fly it during the day? Yeah. I'll fly it during the day. All right. Uh, I'm actually, I, I actually run back might into be. Town, let them know. I, I am, I'm actually fly, fly at night. I'm team fly at night. Okay. We could, well, we could offer, I could offer a hybrid approach, which is we leave and plot our trip to fly during the night and then land after sunrise local time. Okay. Or even just by the time we get to the mountains, the light is there. Yep. Yeah, it's the mountains I'm concerned about. Like, I don't want yeah. us to, to, to chip a tooth on some mountains while we're trying to cruise through, right? The the mountains happen pretty early on. Uh, yeah. It looks like there are two passes we're going to go through, and they pretty much start just outside of town. Well, then, okay, so let's well, let's do the you can see the mountains. Let's do the opposite. Let's go through the mountains during the light, and then let it get dark. Okay. Yeah. So here's here's my only hesitation, which is that if anybody spots us along the way, it would be super easy to guess where we are going. Um, just yell because... serpentine, serpentine a bunch of times. It's fine. We could pull a banner that says totally not Tun Huang bound. <laughs> oh my God. If we made a banner that advertised local noodles, we'd be fine. I am, uh, I'm confused. Cause I thought we, it, it, there were, it seemed to me like we had a plan and now we're going and, and checking and destroying our plan. And I don't remember enough to know whether I should be like, no, stick to the plan or not. Oh, no, we have a, we, our plan is still to go to the destination we're going to. We never plan time of day for when we're going there. Okay. This is new. All right. Yeah. So we're just, uh, we're just adding detail to the plan. In the end, still the I'm going to go, I'm going to defer to Nat. And if he, you know, yeah, me too. if he, if he decides and checks on things and says that, this is the way to go. I mean, fuck. I mean, if he tells me that I got to sit in the back with a flashlight looking for mountaintops, I will. Yeah. Like, whatever you want me to do. Oh, uh, uh, no, there's a little thing up front. You can hang out. Uh, out didn't there. I bring an extra altimeter? No, I could had... put the extra altimeter. <laughs> yeah, I brought a, 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 like a fancy, nice, new <laughs> British altimeter. Yeah. Working. Yeah. <laughs> it's well-serviced. 
probably still full of oil altimeter. Actually, you know what? I'm going to give that to, um, oh, God, Johnny. I keep wanting to say Johnny Quest. What's his name? Adesh. Adesh. I'm going to give it to Adesh and be like, what you think? <laughs> this or that? <laughs> Calibrate this. Or calibrate that with this. Yeah. <laughs> or put him or put it somewhere um, else to where he's got two. I mean, it wouldn't be the freakiest thing on this machine. I just don't trust the Italian engineers so much. Being British and all. Yeah. Does your main concern people in Tanhang seeing you arrive? Or people here in Lunchao seeing you leave? Or just hitting mountains? I mean, for my part as the pilot, <clears throat> I am mostly concerned. I was hired to get them here quietly. So I am mostly concerned about quietly. Um, safety's never been an issue when we've traveled with any of the other, you know, dozens, if not hundreds of, of resupplies we've flown into and out of China. Uh, yeah, I am mostly worried about getting them there undetected. And, like, right now, even where we're at, filthy with spies, filthy with observers, filthy with people that are going to report back. And they're either going to report, we saw a seaplane heading north, or they're going to say, last night we heard engines. Yeah. And I would much rather them report back the second. You're getting into a part of the country where people don't see planes very often. True. So, yeah. So even if they don't see us or hear us, they will find out about it from the people that do if we fly during the day. And being out, like, basically in the Gobi Desert, they almost never see seaplanes. Oh, yeah. Shit's going to be pretty obvious. Truth. Yeah. We'll, we'll hire somebody to chase, you know, children away. A dash! More light. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So what's the plan, Stan? I I am saying we take off just after sunset. Make sure we, we spend the afternoon after I wake up. Come back right into town. Verify the lights are set up. Verify my landing. Um, come back to town, nap, grab, spend the rest of the time I can before sunset plotting the trip. Mm -hmm. Um, even pay somebody to pull in a weather report just before we go. Oh, uh, yeah. Like just have a runner back at town who's waiting till 3 p.m., get a copy of the latest weather from the telegraph office and run back. Um, and then we go take off just after sunset. Okay. C cut North at the, at the allotted time, or I guess cut back Northwest at the allotted time, take off heading Northwest. Yeah. I'm going to say it's like take off at, 
a certain angle, fly for a certain set amount of time, and then we have to take a more abrupt heading. I'll plot this all out beforehand. With a good map and a stopwatch, I could fly through the Alps blindfolded. Yeah. Name the movie. I feel like you're paraphrasing Hunt for an October, but... You're correct. Ah! Ah! Fuck you. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, we're going to do that, basically. That's the plan. All right. Anything you want to do in town during the day while you... Or does anybody want to go in town while he's at the telegraph office? I'm spending more time learning Sanskrit. Okay. Okay. And uh, staying the hell with my white American looking British ass. Yeah. Okay. And Sam? Are you playing Sam? Yep. I will fish. All right. Give me a fishing roll. Okay. Not sure what I'm rolling. Uh, do you have like a fishing skill or a skill at survival? Oh, yes, I do. What do I have to do? I got mountaineering. I got fishing, freshwater, picking and gridding. Uh, I don't know how many points that gets, but that's what that's what I got. So, well, is it a primary skill or a secondary skill? It is a secondary skill. All right, so it's plus two to your bad boy marksmanship. And I'll say it's a D8. Cool. I got a five. Uh, Wait, oh, is it a five plus two? Or is it a five? Oh, it would be a five plus two. That's correct. Oh, yeah. Success. Yay. You caught a Komodo dragon. You're right. Plus. You thought your line was hooked on a log, and then all of a sudden you pulled out a big old fish. Nice. I will commence to cutting it and getting it ready and set up a little, a little fire and make, cooking some fish. Okay. All right. So, Nat, um, were we using a skill for you to be able to do use contacts or negotiate slash communicate, confiscate, ludicate? You're muted. Let me unmute then, pull up my sheet. Um, I think the skill we were using was logistics. And the okay. specialty was managing large street network without creating rivet and evidence. Yes. Is that your major? Is that uh, a plus four or a plus two? Uh, the specialty is managing large trade network without creating written evidence. No. Is it the primary skill in your in your career? The first skill or second or third? Uh, it is the third. Okay. Usually, the first skill is, has the asterisk, and that means it's a primary skill that gives oh. you a plus four. And the other the, two get a plus two. The first skill is schmooze. Well, match. Yeah, that's the. That's your plus four. That's the primary skill. Yeah. yeah. yeah you haven't been using that skill nearly enough. Not nearly. We haven't been in a situation where it's a plus. We've been mostly flying or in the country, right? Like. Yeah. When I when I get invited to the governor's ball while still wearing my filthy aviator outfit, you'll see you'll see it kick in. All right, fair. Oh, they'll be frozen. Oh, oh my yes. Oh, oh, there you go. Stop him. <laughs> Tase him. I don't. Oh, they haven't invented those yet. Crap. 
Uh, so would you like a roll on my logistics? Yes. D8. Uh, I think it's still a D6, just because this is your, your way out in BFE. And you're trying, yeah. to, you're trying to manage your network through a telegraph station. True. Yep. Uh, D6 plus two for the specialty. Seven. All right. I got this. You get, you get the message back uh, about an hour and a half later, uh, confirming the details. There is a small salt lake near Tunhing, and there will be a fishing boat out there with uh, two torches or two lanterns. Beautiful. After Beautiful. Sunset. Or what time did you want to be there? After sunset, at midnight, or close to dawn? Uh, close to dawn, as we are okay. taking off before sunset. Or okay. be Yeah, we're taking off after sunset here. Okay. Uh, I'm tempted to pull up the spreadsheet and see exactly how long it takes you to fly there based on the air miles, but we'll just assume it works out. Okay. Yep. Wow. Give me a piloting roll oh. as you fly through. Give me uh, actually three piloting rolls. Uh, one, two for the mountains, and one for the landing. Okay. And the piloting roll is my plus four. And it's a D8. D... Oh. No whammies. Yeah. I've misspelled that's piloting. That's basically what I'm looking for is any whammies. Got it. D8 plus four. Yes. yes. Nope. Oh. So I got a one on that middle right. roll. Okay, let me make my GM evilness check. Hold, hold on, Nat. I, I want to call the attention to the fact that you can burn your physical stats in order to make that a success with a one instead of a failure with a one. And as your resident rules whore, I believe that you should definitely do that shit while we are all in your plane. <laughs> can can I burn a point of mental to bring that up? Uh, For piloting? Yeah, it's me mental. Alright, I will burn a point yeah, of mental. Mental or physical, depending on how the how we decide the situation is going. It's two points. <laughs> I I just love Ian running back from the observation deck in the front, and he's like, yep. mountains are getting close, and I've got, like, three notebooks open, and I'm like, shut up, shut up, hold on, <laughs> hold on, we're fine, fuck, 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 and like... Yeah. <laughs> well, like, look, it is a holy goat flying in the clouds. <laughs> <laughs> like, wait, that's not we, in the clouds. We land, and there's, like, three foot of some kind of pine tree stuck in the left and the port pontoon. All right. All right. I'm going to say, um, since I rolled a six on the evilness roll. So I'm going to say that as you're going through the, the mountain to the second pass, uh, there's like wind shear and the mountains come up really fast. And you're like, Oh shit. Oh shit. You know, and papers and maps kind of go flying as you try to pull it out of into a, a tight turn to avoid. And 
some of your cargo in the back snaps loose and begins to slide around. Um, fortunately, none of your barrels of fuel do, but it's more like the uh, the other gear. Uh, I believe I specified one barrel of dried fish. Um, I'm going to leap into action and try and tie shit down. All right, well, give me a leap into action, tie shit down roll. What skill do you want to apply to that? Uh, fuck. Um, I don't know what I have. Uh, you don't have a skill that applies, you can do a flat roll. Yeah. Panic should be its own skill, right? Like, more of a talent. Well, I think it's panic coupled with improvisation. Right, like, have you read that or heard of the story of the, this of one of the World War II bombers that trying to come back? They got shot through their tail, and they kept the tail attached with a whole bunch of parachute straps. <laughs> yeah. No. I got I got like, nothing that's relevant right. unless you want to count demolitions. I'm just going to try and keep shit away from the fuel. All right, we're getting a flat physical roll. What D? Uh, I will say that this is a D6. Oh, fuck. Failure results in injury. <sighs> All right. I was about to say, JJ, your arm is really hairy. Oh, sorry. No, but then I realized it's a yeah. cat. Well, I mean, there's no way I can succeed, so I don't succeed. And I'm not going to burn points. I'm not going to burn points on it. That's the one way you can succeed, I guess, is by yeah. burning points. All right. So you're going to get banged up as uh, the plane is tipping around and a barrel of dried fish is in danger of smashing into, you know, important parts of the plane, like the hull. Um, I'm going to ask if anybody knows how to tie this shit down. Poppy is really good with knots being a nurse. All right. I'm going to say, Poppy, get on this. I don't know what to do. <laughs> okay. All right, so you guys get it figured out. Um, I'm going to say, JJ, you have, basically, you have a minor wound to your arm after this. Okay. Which I'll figure out the wound ticket later. But it is um, a minor inconvenience, but it's not, uh, it doesn't mean that you can't, like, you know, use it for things. Got it. All right, and then the other... The other rolls were good, Mr. Pilot? Yep. The first and third rolls were perf. Okay. So just as the sun is starting to rise behind you and you can see it beginning to light up the, uh, the, the mountains in the distance ahead of you and to your left, uh, you see below you um, some lights of a town and out by themselves two, two lanterns. That's the guy. I told you we'd be fine. I say over the giant propeller above our heads. Uh, did you need another piloting roll for the landing? No, the third roll was for the landing. So you splash down and um, 
It was a regular success, right? Uh, it was a 10. Oh, it was an extraordinary success. Yeah, so. I got an extraordinary on the takeoff and the landing. Okay. There was just a little dicey, you know, bit well, in the middle. So, yeah, you basically are able to land it in the dark, go right past the boat with the two torches, and bring it up close to the shore. Come. And then a dash runs out and drops the anchor. Okay. Well done. Um, I, I will immediately pull out the big sheet and start covering it to make it look like, you know, the proto-camouflage sheet we keep to cover the plane. Okay. And being summoned, I'll be back. As the sun's coming up, that there's very few trees around. You're right back. Like there's maybe the odd shrub, mm. but uh, you're basically on a, on a salt lake in Nevada, more or less. Okay. It'll still look better than better a clops of bushes than than you know a seaplane on a salt lake in the yep. Gobi Desert. Hey guys, it's dawn. You're in the Salt Lake just outside of Tanhuang, which Tanhuang is mostly notable as being uh, at the crossroads before the Silk Road between the Northern Silk Road and the Southern Silk Road uh, off to the west. Meet basically here and go and continue on into China. We need to. So it is. Stick out as little as possible. What's you that? Need to stick out as little as possible. Over on roll 20. Get the map. Oh, wow. That's so a walled city. Uh, looks pretty much like it did probably 400, 500 years ago. Uh, let's run all sliced by towering sand dunes. Wow. And Adesh can tell you as you're coming out that uh, just to the south, uh, that this area is, you know, this is where all of the uh, caravans would stop on their way to and from the, the west. And so there is, they would stop and pray here. Uh, so there's a huge number of temples in this area. And it's, to the south is known as the, uh, uh, what's it called? It's called the, the town is known as the Blazing Beacon. Mm. Also known as the Town of Sand. The Town of what? Sand? Sand. Mm. Um, the new town here is basically newer by a few centuries and then the original the old town from maybe a thousand or so years ago the ruins of it lie just to the east of, of here and what we're looking at on the map is the old town or is the new town the new town yeah okay you guys are the salt lake you're on is actually called crescent moon lake by the way okay and yeah like when i said it was nevada it's like it's sand dunes and then salt water so Maybe your first job is hide the plane, stash it someplace. I is to, I'm sorry, stash the plane. 
So he's been putting a tarp over. Okay. It. Yeah, we've got a uh, splotchy colored tarp that we throw over it, which okay won't won't hide that something's there in this climate, but it might hide what it is. Okay. I'll I'll arm a dash with a with a water cooled thirty caliber machine gun <laughs> and have him watch the plane while we're gone. Okay. That's pretty freaking excellent. <laughs> I bet that that makes a really interesting chunk noise when you like arm that thing. <laughs> JJ, you're you're fading. I I'm getting weird sound on this now. Um, JJ got kind of garbled. Here, I'm gonna move it closer. I turned my okay. I turned my sound down to be quieter. But you actually sound great now. As soon as you picked it up. Okay. How am I now? I actually wrote some background sound that sounded like a fan that just disappeared. Uh, yep. I, you're close to the laptop fan. That's it. Got it. Could it also be me muting because I have a fish tank, right? That has a lot of noise. No, this was you. No. They were right next to the fan. I moved them. You all, you're collectively like four inches further away from the fan now. Is that better? That's all it takes. Yeah. yeah. Cool. Huge. All right. Excellent. And Ian, your your fish tank sound in the background is is great because you always make when you talk, it sounds like I'm listening to a screensaver. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, that's funny. So what do you guys do? Um, plane is covered in a tarp. Adesh is heavily armed. Um, I'm going to, to don my appropriate minister. Um, it's, it's pretty chilly now. You're up here in the desert in January. Okay. All right. Yeah, dog. So all that I'll have is the collar of a minister under all the coats and crap. Um, and that leaves me with exactly what I need to be armed uh, inside the coat. Um, and then let's find your locals and get to an inn. And are you exhausted, Nat? Oh, yeah, I've been flying all night. I am. I am whooped. Yeah. Um. And actually, you know what? You guys came up here. My my job was to get you here. I'm going to sleep here at the plane with a dish. I am going to crash right the hell out. And I will worry about getting my butt into town either later today or possibly even tomorrow morning to find fuel. But for right now... Cluster is 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 hitting the, hit, the world. hitting the hammock, and if it's that cold outside, I will probably string up the hammock in the plane. Okay. <laughs> um, do you want to tell me what the arm is? Uh oh the the wound ticket for the yeah. arm. How bad is that? I'm thinking that it is. It lowers your physical by one point, um, and it's going to make. Any actions using that arm, uh, one die more difficult. Okay. Is it the left or the right? Your choice. Uh, I'm going to go left. Okay. 
Okay. Can Poppy patch it up? Oh, that's a good idea. Or I? Patch oh, it up. George? You mean George? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Because the Spanish doctor is, in, is not here. Yeah, but the, the English nurse is. Yeah, yep. yeah, but the English nurse. I thought you said Polly, not Poppy. No, I said Poppy. Yeah, I'm going to get Poppy yeah. to look at it. Okay. Make sure I don't fuck anything else. I know first date, but I expect she's better. Yeah, I'm sure she's like, you know, looked at it, you know, told you it's not broken, you know, fuck it. it up and wrapped it. But it's still going to take a couple of days before that. We'll take a picture. That works. Yeah, because I'm, 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 trying... I'm, I'm more of a get you to bite a stick or a wallet and then pour some gunpowder on it and light it and call it done. <laughs> I, I'm trying to imagine the words quit being a pussy, but with like, a woman and with a Cornwall accent saying it. Oh, quit, quit, yep. quit being a pussy. Yeah. I can't do I mean, a Cornwall Sam, accent. Sam, Sam's treatment is the same treatment uses for everything, including a cold. Yeah. <laughs> Tax audit. Rub you some gunpowder. <laughs> True. Gunpowder on the guns cleans things right up, man. Yeah. Sorts it right up. So a little bit under the tongue. You're good. Yeah. Let's uh, let's go make our way into town, and. Uh, and see the lay of the land. I, we're going to blend right in. Yeah, we're totally not going to blend right in. We could do a Sean Connery with some mud and stuff. Sheesh. I mean, we do have two Mandarin speakers amongst us. That's we're definitely big noses. For sure. Um, shit. Anything you want to bring from the plane with you? Judge, uh, you said you're going armed, and I'm sure Sam is. Armed. Yeah. Um, I don't you got a pistol and a knife. I I don't know. I, here is where I we're out of plan, and we need to get some local knowledge and just find out. You know, are there any other foreigners here? Um, and leverage Nat's local contacts to see if we can find this guy. But I, I will introduce them to the guy on the boat who may, he may not be my local contact, but he'll certainly be yeah his man. Well, maybe that's it. Maybe we go back to the local contact and, uh, and, and intrude upon his hospitality. Actually, come to think of it, I should probably go with just to introduce correct. It is probably safer if I introduce you. No reason. I'll catch some sleep on the boat. Well, then, we'll, okay. We'll make the little then, boat you know guy what? transit us over. Let's take, let's take a couple of hours and let Nat sleep. Um, so that he's useful. Yeah, are we leaving anybody with Nat so that, that he's not undefended? No, we'll all... A dash. Let's all... Let's yeah. all, like, take a take a bit of sleep, let Nat wet, rest up, and then go into town, all of us together. I can uh, I can rest up. As I am imagining this, we're parking, we're ditching the plane, we're covering it, we're leaving a desk to cover it, and uh, the guy who signaled us into the lake can can ferry us across the lake, closer to town, and hopefully they have transport waiting for us. I can't say that for certain. Yeah. 
I hope you he know. can free us on the back of a giant turtle named Pup Pup. <laughs> All right, so the boatman comes over and, you know, introduces himself and his son. And, uh, you know, some negotiations happen, I'm sure. And then uh, you all are invited into the boat. And he will pull you guys to the shore. I'm going to listen to their accents and uh, see how, you know, distorted of Mandarin this is, if it's Mandarin. What are they? It's not Mandarin. It sounds like some version of Tibetan. Oh, wow. I'm going to watch and learn from how a dude handles his pole. Okay. Your pole watcher? Mm-hmm. Boat vaulter. It was a short walk to get there, but the joke was there. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, Wilma. Uh, I'm just going to observe. Okay. We observe as they kind of, like, use... Uh, and, you know, it may be less a pole and more of, like, you know, using that big oar that you kind of, like, rock back and forth in a circular motion, and it kind of propels the, the boat forward. The tiller. How long is this How long is this ride? Like, is this, like, a five-minute thing, 20-minute thing? Yeah, it's about five, ten minutes. Okay. Um, yeah, probably not ten. It's probably closer to five. It's because uh, Nat rolled so well that he was able to drop you not too far from the shore. Well done, Nat. Well done. Yeah. And so you get to the rocky shore. Um, Sandrine's kind of towering around. And uh, yeah, you know, offshore, and there's kind of like a path that leads over the sand dunes. Definitely going to take some time to memorize the terrain a little bit. <laughs> like, all sand yeah. You climb up the sand dunes, take a look around. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Scanning the tree lines, if there are any. Uh, for any sort of, like, armed opposition of any sort. Climbing up there, looking around, you know, scoping out the territory, you can see um, the mountains to the south, which I forget the name of. They're not the Himalayas, they're the northern range. Um, And you see just, like, a sea of sand dunes in all directions, and then just to the north of you, you can see the uh, uh, the walls of the city with the morning light hitting it. Now the suns are like up higher. Uh, the wind is dry and cold blowing. And uh, you can see it looks like there is a road that runs east-west in front of the gates of the, the city. Um, what are the... Some small, some small camps and things are outside the walls, but um, on the whole it looks like it's it's Pretty much contained inside the walls of the city. What are the locals wearing as far as like uh, dust mitigation and shit like that? Crowds over there that they can pull up, or looks like you see like, if they've got like uh, scarves that they can pull up over their nose and mouth, um, and they're all wearing pretty heavy cotton and woolen coats. Okay, familiar from Yemen. Or different stuff. Yeah. Okay. Um, similar, except they don't do like the whole headcloth thing that you'd see in Yemen. Okay. But 
Actually, actually, probably, JJ, you're feeling like a little bit more on your, your home turf all of a sudden after a while. Okay. Yeah. You got that sort of Arabia, like the desert in your blood. Some Lawrence shit going on. Like, oh, the Englishman knows what to do now. I'm completely native. Nothing could go wrong. <laughs> we attack the Turks at dawn. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty uh, much. Have we... Did we in previous sessions name check the good, the bad, and the weird as, as like what I'm imagining this as? No. Like, like, uh, good, the bad, and the weird was a. I looked at it up. I thought it was a Chinese western, but it is apparently a South Korean western. Yeah, it's South Korean. Yeah. It has all the hallmarks of a spaghetti western, just set, just with more kung fu. It was kind of great. I mean, my main point of reference for all of this is uh, New Dragon M, which is like one of my favorite movies. Hmm. And that all, that's Maggie Chung, and it all takes place on the, in, by itself, way out on the Silk Road. Okay. It's the one where there's the, uh, I think the inn has like, she robs people and then has a trapdoor she drops their bodies down into, where her giant, like, chef slash cook chops them up to make meat pies or bow. Damn. <laughs> Is it New Dragon Gate Inn? Yes, New Dragon Gate Inn. Yeah, Donnie Inn, I've seen that one. Alright, well, cool. thank you for the warning. Um. <laughs> well, if you get a chance, the good and the bad and the weird, I haven't seen it in a decade, but I remember enjoying the hell out of it. It is wonderful. Love that one. So... Well, let's uh, let's ask Nat to maybe see what the best in for us might be from his contact. Uh, well, let's go. Let's go make contact with him first, and then we'll we'll ask him. Yeah. We'll, we'll let the locals decide. They'll know better than I will. All right. And if I roll well enough, maybe he'll insist we stay. You never know. Oh, yes. Okay. Fantastic. So as you approach the big square walls of the city, you can see that gates are open, and there's some guards in KMT uniforms, but, like, not the, not like the most well-groomed. You know, it's mostly like they've got, like, the, the KMT armband over, like, their own, you know, winter jacket kind of thing. And maybe a hat on one of them. Um, and they have pretty, like, you know, uh, turn-of-the-century bolt-action rifles with bayonets. I'm I'm going to take the precautionary measure of folding and slipping a $1 bill, like American $1 bill, into my shirt pocket. Okay. And I'm going to do the same for them. <laughs> I'm just going to turn around, make sure they, you know, attach that, just quietly slide in there. If we get searched, we are just preemptively bribing them. Yeah. Just, just a, just one in the clip, only it's a dollar instead of a bullet. <laughs> right? like, okay. So as you approach, they, you guys stand out like a sore thumb. And so they approach to you and began speaking in Mandarin. Uh, hmm. Rather intensely. And did anyone I, in Mandarin want to respond? 
I have. I I will respond. They're basically, uh, you know, like you know, checkpoint. Uh, what's your business? Who are you? You know, kind of thing. I do not have Mandarin, but I have taken Southern Chinese as a as a as a skill. You have kind of Northern a, a Chinese study of Southern Chinese. dialects. Or the what? You have Northern you and Southern dialects. You have. I do, but I have Northern dialects as my specialty. Yeah. That is my, that is, that is, that is what the, yeah. Oh, yeah, Mandarin. I thought Mandarin northern. was a, it is Northern? Yeah, it's Northern. Yeah. Okay. Uh, but Cantonese I'm sure I'm still stuff. at a penalty for Northern dialects as a broad term. True. Eh, I mean, Mandarin was pretty much being enforced as the, uh, you know, the. the lingua franca? Standard. Yeah, huh? at this point. So. <clears throat> And that's the main language, you know, being used uh, by people. I mean, it's, it's the language of Peking, right? So yep. um, that's what these guys are using with you. They may have, you know, more of like a hillbilly, you know, regional accent to it, but uh, you understand it and you can make yourself understood in it. Okay. No penalty. Uh, uh, hey, no, no offense. We have business to conduct in town. Um, we're not here to make trouble. Th- these two gentlemen are are with a mission. They are passing through. Um, I had simply transported them here on the way to their destination. Uh, who are you here to see? Where are your horses? Um, the horses. We left the horses back at our camp across the lake with a friend of ours, or not across the lake, at, at the lake's edge with a friend of ours. Um, I'm here to see, and I will name drop my my buddy. Okay. Um, let's see. Your buddy is uh Let's see. Your buddy is uh, here, Timor Repin. He is basically a white Russian. Got it. And is basically a very connected guy and is, you know, probably the best person for you to know out here for your line of work. Got it. Uh, Timor Repin. Uh, he's a friend of mine. Oh. And they kind of like um, pause for a moment and then uh, do a quick, like, you know, search of you guys, but you notice that they leave the dollar bills untouched. Hmm. Hmm. Interesting. Hmm. Way. I should have brought Timor a present of some kind. <laughs> Barrel of fish. 
these two droids. Oh, no, wait a second. Oh, crap. <laughs> you asked me what I brought, and I forgot about my various bribing presents. Oh, yeah. Shit. May I retcon I uh, an appropriate gift for Timo? I have cigars and bourbon. Um, and we should bring him those. We we should bring him, yeah. Um, but if we need, be, you know what? You know what? If need be, we'd be like, um, we we will actually. If if we didn't bring him, we'll go back and get it. We'll we'll go back and get the bourbon all the way back, and then get, get, pay, get a boat ride back out to the boat. Yes, to the plane. Say, I I I will say in in my terrible Mandarin. Um, oh my god, we forgot Timar's <laughs> gifts. <laughs> oh, how, disrespe- um, how, how disrespectful and idiotic of me. Like, and we'll go back out. <laughs> I'll. How far was the plane from here? Five minute boat. Uh, you probably, it probably took you guys about 20 minutes of walking. Okay. That's not too bad. Yeah. But you going back or you just one of you going back might be faster. Just one of you. Yeah. Well, if one of us goes back, we get separated. Separating is bad. Separating is especially bad. The first time we're meeting Timor. Yeah. Look, Timor will understand. Separating is bad or it could be good depending on whether you're a player or a GM. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm going to accidentally drop the dollar bill as I leave. Okay. You know. <laughs> the Chinese soldier chases you down to dismiss. Sir, <laughs> sir, yeah. sir. It's like, uh, I, I'm going I'm to do the show. Like, oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> Whoops. They're like, I think that priest is trying to bribe me. No, <laughs> no we're, we're Americans. We're just idiotic with money. <laughs> we just have too much, so much Most. money we don't know what to do with it. I'm going to play dumb. That's a great thing to advertise when you go into, like, Moss Eisley. We have so much money. Look at all the money we have. <laughs> this is going to, yeah. You know what hurts my back? This wallet is so fat. When I sit on it, it just kicks me off at an angle. Ugh. <laughs> yeah, we're doomed. Okay. But I do need to go back and get the bourbon and the cigars. Are you going to run and get it? Yeah, I'll run and get it. Um... Sam, you kind of like you're while they're having this discussion and everything else, and you're kind of like checking out the place because I assume you're always checking the corners and everything, yeah, scouring the rooftops. You notice there's a guy over there who's like you know got horses, like just inside the gate. Looks like he uh, rents them out, like livery guy. You're familiar with that coming from yeah. west. Oh, that's a great observation. I will Sam. point point that Sam out to can... JJ and and not over and see if he wants to go or he wants me to go and rent a horse and get her done. Oh, I'm a cavalry officer. Of course I want to. Are they Mongolian ponies? <clears throat> I don't um, know. They got awesome beards. I'm not going to tell JJ what horses they are. He can tell okay. me. <laughs> they're probably Mongolian mountain ponies and they're fucking awesome. 
and they're they're really really small, but they're like the hardiest sons of bitches ever. Um, and yeah, like oh, I've wanted to ride. Like Reggie has only heard stories of these horses, and he's like, oh, hold on, oh yes, yeah, I'm gonna go Reginald. Why is there a horse in my plane, Reginald? <laughs> no, Reginald. Can I keep him? <laughs> Explain to me like an adult. Pretend I am a man who has walked into his plane and found a small horse where once fuel was. Please, <laughs> please tell me. <laughs> this is this is going to happen later. I have not yet <laughs> fallen in love with the pony. Who's uh yeah, but uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna get. Uh, you know, later I'll come I'm, back for I'm, a breeding. I'm imagining a, I'm imagining a pony that's small enough that it basically is a corgi. Yeah. Um, look up Mongolian ponies. Okay, that that's awesome. Yeah, look up Mongolian ponies. They're badass. And and also look up uh, horse archery, Mongolian horse archery. Oh yeah. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I'm gonna get one of these things, and then I'm going to say I'll be right back, and I'm just gonna. Open up this fucking horse and go. Get up, get up, get up, get up, yeah. get up, get up, get up. And like, just see what it's got. I'm going to assume the Mongolians I see riding these ponies are as small as I would imagine Mongolians. Yeah. And these horses are still tiny. Oh, yeah. But they, they're actually like, they're capable of, you know, having two people ride them with a load. They're really strong. They're just little badasses. They're really cute. Was it the first Sherlock Holmes movie that Sherlock Holmes had like the that pony that he was riding around on? It could well have been one of those. I can't remember. Vague, you remember that? They yeah, but I think, I, think it was like, I think it was like a Scottish pony or something. It's a very hairy pony. Yeah, these were Genghis's horses. That's what it says: War Steeds of Genghis Khan. Not to be confused with the War Steeds of James Khan. <laughs> <laughs> or Madeline. Oh, gorgeous. Yeah. Uh, in the movie Milan, that's what her horse was. Okay. And they did conquer, like, half the earth on them. Oh, yeah. Yep. Which, you know... They're low, they're fast, they're gotta... dirty, and they're super smart, and apparently really uh, easy to teach things to. Right. Notice I'm not saying train. We've, we've got a friend who's going to <laughs> They're very this, independent. This but they crazy 30-day-long ride. On Mongolian ponies, uh, this this makes them. Assuming they can float in water, they are categorically point point for point better than the BMP two. No, those like, dudes are jacked too. Holy moly! Cool. Yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm down with these. These are great. Yeah, I'm so I'm. Yeah, by the end of this, I've got a mare that I'm I'm trying to figure out how to get back, like a set of breeding pairs to England. After the war, we're Noah's Ark. We're the Noah's Ark plane. Oh God! Meanwhile, on the other plane that's going to Norway, Clay's brought her dog. Yeah. 
Awesome. You know this ends with us drinking Arag. <laughs> Fermented mare's milk. Yes. It is, yeah. It is apparently the worst hangover known to anybody who's ever had one. Uh, I tried making my own Apple Jack one winter. That was pretty terrible. I've never tried that. Yeah, but it's not apple fermented horse is, milk. It no, is it's not. not. It's no. You take apple cider and then you ice ferment it, which means all of those yeah, esters and methanols that are normally removed during steam fermentation aren't. Yeah, and, yeah. Uh, yeah it's just basically removing water at that point. And... Uh, it was terrible. Mm. That reminds me of the, the hangover I had from homemade absinthe. Oh, God. Oof. Uh, yeah, I remember the homemade absinthe era. Yes. It was fun. So, I I barrel off on my tiny little pony. Yeah, after maybe about another half hour or so, uh, Reggie barrels back in a cloud of dust, trailing behind him. With I guess saddlebags full of what? Um, my my goodies. Uh, let's see, uh, a couple of barrel, a couple of bottles of bourbon, audio, a couple of things of cigar. I, I'll, I'll say three of each. And I can't remember what the other items I had. So cigars, and bourbon, cigars and bourbon, and chocolate, chocolate, and uh, <laughs> ham, ham. <laughs> Pylons? You must construct <laughs> additional pylons. Shiny beads. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, nylons and cigarettes and cigars. You never know. The nylons, he might have some girls. You know, everybody loves nylons. Well, it's the 1940s. It's like, getting nylons, I think, right now is really hard because... They're all the nylon production is going toward parachutes and things. Yeah, so it's some luxury shit. And then I will bring them back. Isn't and uh, isn't this literally where they make silk? This is. Yeah. So nylons are offensive, but you know, a llama was named Beekman. Um, but by this time, I haven't decided the horse's name, but I've already named the horse. You know, <laughs> bonded with it. This is my horse now. Did you bring that llama back from Peru? I think so. Yes, I brought. I, I have llamas at the at the estate. At the estate, running wild, running wild. You know, with with poor <laughs> hapless people <laughs> attempting it's, to shear them. Southwest, southwest England. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> what was the? You know, let's pick my sister. There was a. I saw a. Uh, cartoon on the difference between a llama and an alpaca. And we'll have to find it now. Hold on. I posted something on the slide. Oh, that, that was you then. Yeah. So, yes. One is uncivilized barbarian that will kill and eat you, and the other is a friendly, fluffy, you know. Yeah. So, yeah. All right. All right. Now we're ready to go and meet. And uh, I will dust myself off and apologize. Okay. Yeah. And head back, head in, and um, you know that, um, oh, what's his name again? I forget. Timor. 
Emore. Emore. Uh, you know that there is basically a inn where he usually can be found. Any mail you've sent has been via that, basically as his address. Okay. <laughs> Sorry, now I'm imagining cheers only. Yeah. Timor. <laughs> where everybody knows um, you're... <laughs> um well we'll we'll show up i'll I'll put the dollar back in jj's shirt for the for the henchman at the door and uh one from the ground no new yeah. new dollar new dollar new dollar um but yeah Okay. Get in there, scan they for team. You know, if you can imagine any uh, wushu film, you've got sort of like the big open central area with the tables below and then uh, stairs that go up to a balcony that goes around on three sides. And people are in here drinking booze. And Beautiful. Oh, I'm already imagining the bar fight that could happen in here. Civilization at last. Zoro stings shut behind you, and people kind of turn and stare at you uh, for a moment too long, and then kind of go back to the drinking and the chattering, the clacking of uh, you know chest tiles. Beautiful. <laughs> I love it. Carter comes up and uh, you know invites you gentlemen to to sit down, and you know, you know asks you what you need. Uh, who comes up? Uh, you think it seems to be the proprietor, the owner. Proprietor. Uh, I I'll lean over and I, I am I'm looking for Timor. Where 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 can I find him? He kind of turns around and he nods toward the the back corner. Okay. Thanks. Head he back. Yep. Head back that way. Okay. And. Walking up, you see that there is a round table in the corner, kind of underneath one one side of the balcony. Um, and sitting around the table, there is Timor, who I don't know if you've ever met in person or not. What do you say? Yes or no? I, I think so. Okay. So, older Russian gentleman, probably in his 50s. Um, bearded, wearing like a Chinese jacket, and he is sitting there and has uh, two other men with him, uh, one who is also appears to be Russian and one that appears to be Chinese. Uh, and then there's also two women. Is he a leftover Same white Russian? He is. Yes. <laughs> oh. And he sees you as you walk up and he stands up and says, uh, Les Chester, my good friend. Timor, long time. Big bear hug incoming. And... Oh, God. Oh. <laughs> he just he just flips me around. There, there's just no. He says, slaps you on the back and says, "Come sit, your friends. Come sit. Uh, bring out pork." <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
no matter where we go, there's one, two constants. Death, pork. <laughs> Enough pork. And, and the, order, the order sometimes changes, but they're always there. Yeah. Uh, Spain, particularly, there was plenty of ham before we ever got to the killing. <laughs> yeah. It was basically a ham tour with some horror at the end. <laughs> basically a travel food blog. I think that'd be a great show. Lovecraftian travel food show. Yeah. Mm. That'd be amazing. <laughs> Innsmouth ceviche. Mm. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, it's, uh, <laughs> it doesn't go down well. In fact, it wriggles a bit. Up. Yes. Legally, these are fish sticks. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Oh. The Pope says these are fish sticks. Oh, so. So booze is brought out and they have, he has vodka, not just the local sorghum wine and whatnot. Uh-huh. And roast pork comes out um, and he introduces you to his friends who have names. Uh, he does not introduce the women. And they don't have names. Got it. Okay. <laughs> And he says, so, who are your friends? And he says, Father, it is good to have you here. This is a godless country. <laughs> I, will, I will give him a knowing nod. And um, are, are you all, are they speaking Mandarin or English? Probably, I would say Mandarin. I don't think they'd be speaking English. Yeah. Um, but they might. Yeah. Uh, certainly, he knows that Leicester. That's fine. He's Russian. He can pronounce it how he wants. See Leicester. Leicester. Yes. Cholesterol. He has the cl sound. He knows that you're American, so he might be speaking English, which actually might be good discussing sensitive business details because. Not very many people in this room speak English, probably. Ah, good point. Yeah. I, I, I will say to him, like Timor, this hospitality dwarfs ours. I, we brought you gifts, and you have humbled us already. We've barely sat down, and when I lean over to collect what what Reggie brought, I'll whisper, "Remember, you're a missionary," and I'll I'll grab the gifts to give back over the table. Yeah, I'm pointedly not drinking. Okay. As much as I, as I, you know, yeah. There's tea. Yeah, I'm drinking tea, and I, I politely leave. You know, I, I hand, I hand over to Sam my my cup. Now here's a really, really, really important question. So think hard on it, okay, guys? Is Poppy with you? Uh. I'm going to say no. I think it's easier just to leave her at the plane with uh, okay. in the same bag that a cash is in. Sure, they can take turns manning the belt-fed water-cooled... Uh, what would that be? Yeah. Browning? Yeah. I, I don't know. Normally, yeah. I would bring her with us if she was here. Yeah. But I don't feel good getting somebody killed when they're not here. Okay. It's, you know, it's Cthulhu. I think Poppy and uh, Timor would have a pretty entertaining scene. Oh, shit. 
Well, I mean, for dramatic. For- <laughs> when Blaze here, that'll be good. That'll be good if Timor's still uh, still in the picture. Yeah. Um. So here is the point at which we have to get out of this town before Clay gets back. <laughs> Mission objective. Um. So now. Oh yeah. The- so gifts. He he appreciates the gifts, and you know. Says, oh, these gifts are, oh, yes. Uh, and then he kind of sets them aside. But now we drink. Now we drink. I look conflicted. And then you what business brings you here at the edge of the, of the world. This man's, this man's church wants him to go to the edge of the world. They paid me to take him to the edge of the world. I don't even need to ask. And while I'm here. Wanted to see if you had any of those uh, Russian treasures from last time. Uh, I'm, of course, referring to boxes of Nagant rifles that are just, you know, mm. pouring wholesale out of the Russian, like, yeah. Yes, at this point, Russia is, I believe, not at war, so, right? Yeah. <laughs> And and with the time honored yep. tradition of selling their own arms instead of serving with them, yes. <laughs> which how, continues how to dare this you, very sir. day. <laughs> yeah. Um. Well, what I, uh, does the father is the father here looking for? Um, relics, you know, and he kind of like winks. Are you, I'll look like I look like at you know anything on the table. I'll look for anything valuable on the table, and I'll be like, wait, like relics, or, and I'll look at the women. And I'll be like, relics. No, I, I, the... I will. No, 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 no. no. <laughs> I, will, I will act Neither. like an uptight American. <laughs> like, oh, I, I, I do not wish to uh, convey any wrong impression. Yeah, I will act like a, you know, forty-year-old virgin. Um, okay. He's one of the old-fashioned kind. But, uh, do, you have, do you have any sort of acting skill? What? Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Impersonation. Well, like, from a whole... Yeah, let's see. Yep. Do, do, do. What row? What die? D8. D8. Ten. All right. Oh, oh, wait, either, do... let me make sure it's not an eight. Hold on, I'm pretty sure. In person, yeah, ten. Okay, so yeah, so you do excellent job of being a forty-year-old virgin vicar, yeah, uh, missionary um, who is way out of his depth out here. Yeah, uh, and then I will propose a toast to a to abstinence. <laughs> and I will turn beet red, and then yes. I will eventually, like way after I was supposed to in the conversation, say, I actually am looking for someone um jump over real fast sam what you doing anything nothing i'm watching the room and basically whenever there's action i'll jump into it but i don't speak mandarin so i'm watching like heads intonations background staff who the background staff that serve us or serving someone else conversation i'm just watching the room all right give me a roll give me a roll for a room watching whatever skill makes sense 
Oh wait, no, we're talking in English to hide it, not Mandarin. He's, he's talking about the room. Oh, yeah, about the room. Yeah. yeah, the room's not speaking in English. Thanks. You guys are. That's fine. That's the easy part. The, the rest of the room, not so much. True. Uh, yeah. So I will. Sorry, I'm just getting over here to my thing. Uh, let's see. My skills that are relevant are club owner negotiation. That helps. And uh, there's even the language is wrong. I could read a room. Uh, dirty tricks and intelligence. That's probably helpful too. Uh, different thing. And I have investigation police. Oh, this dude's been around. Which one do you want to use? Uh, How would you uh, use it? I think club owner is probably the most relevant. Okay. Reading your room. Yep. There. Yeah, it's where's it's the also the one. There? least likely to get you pegged as a cop right off the bat by the Russian mobster. That's what I'm saying. So let's go with that one. Uh, I think that gives me a plus, at least plus two, if not a plus four. Is it the first primary skill? Is it the first one? Yep, club owner is the primary. Okay, so it's plus four. Nice. Cool. Let me do this. Slash R1D. I'm very happy to be rolling right now. That's all I'm saying. Been a little bit. Ooh. Eleven. Ooh, okay. I got it natural. So hopefully that means a waitress is coming on to me now. No, I'm just kidding. I'm joking. <laughs> uh, yeah. So hopefully I've 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 picked up on anything that might be dangerous for my group. Okay, you get you basically yeah you go into like Terminator mode, scanning the room. And identifying the basically the different types of people that are there, the you know the workmen, the uh, the criminal class, you know the people that are out of towners, etc. And then also the kind of the vibe for how things are being served. And even though this is a completely foreign culture, uh, a restaurant is or a bar is fundamentally the same all around the world. Yeah, that's kind of awesome. Uh, you definitely sense that there's certain groups of people, possibly in the more dangerous-looking people, are watching you all. Um, you are, and it's not all, just one group; it's like multiple groups. Um, and at one point, you catch one of the groups sending someone out the door. Mm. Um, and. In terms of the restaurant itself, it seems like it's a pretty well-run operation. Um, nobody seems to be like waiting for food or drinks too long. The proprietor who greeted when you came in, he is moving around the floor with a pretty practice air, keeping an eye on things. Um, and then the other thing you notice is that it seems like the maybe the the gentry as well as almost all of the women customers, aside from, you know, uh, your friend here's uh, ladies, sit on the balcony above. And it seems like the, the main floor is largely for more like your tradesmen and your rougher sorts. Right. I mean, I when, the, when the fellow comes by who's t- serving drinks and everything else, I'm going to try to discreetly, quietly... Get his or her attention, mm-hmm. and then uh, once they're next to me, and I'm expecting they speak some degree of English, since we 
clearly have an international grouping in the house. Uh, but if not, then I will nod and point to the tables that I think are the most dangerous in the room and buy each of them rounds and refreshments for their tables. Okay. To politely acknowledge and then do the Boba Fett nod to each of them as those things are delivered. Um, and I could peel off the coin to do that, however much it is. I've got lots. Okay. And uh, yeah, if you need any help with translation, JJ probably can lean over and add some clarification. I just basically want to show respect to the other powers in the room. Okay. Uh, Timor notices this. Um, and, you know, and he kind of like is, your friend is very generous. Uh, not good to, to show these rats too much kindness. They begin to think too much of themselves. He's, he, he's got a lot of well-honed inset, instincts that have done him well in other places. He, he, he's new to the place. He doesn't get the lay of the land yet. Uh, he's, coming. he's coming. I will take that as a, as a sign of luck. Well, in situations like that, the Lord asks us to rely on the kindness of our hosts. Um, you know, where is a safe place to stay? And we might hopefully impinge upon your generosity in that regard. You know, I fumble my way through. I, I try and not be too polished. Um, but say, yeah, we're going to need your help. Yes. But I'm not going to... He slaps the table and drinks again, and he points at you, uh, Reggie, and says, you, you are not what you, you appear to be. You, you're here for something. I know. I know, I know you're. Yeah. So I'll act. I'll act totally busted. <laughs> but you know. But not too smooth. Just not too smooth. I know you didn't come here to buy some rusty rifles. Uh, my people said they, they saw the plane land before dawn. This is not a lucrative job for you out here. Um, so what, are you, what is it you brings you here? I will... I will say that I'm trying to find someone. And, and I'll kind of, you know, act like if I don't find somebody, I'm in trouble. I've been leaned on. To find somebody. You know, okay. Yeah. I'm going to play like I'm somebody's cat's paw in the game. And he slides, slides the bottle to the side and kind of leans forward on an elbow. Says, who are you looking for? Um, and I'll, I guess I'll describe and now I got to find his name. I'm going to go look at the the handout. <laughs> look at the handout. Oh, it says premium asset. Okay, good. Note two. Going to be. No, it's note one. Yeah. Um. What was his name? Patrick Miles. Patrick Miles. Uh, a man named Patrick. Patrick? 
um, apparently came through here this summer. Um, what did he look like? And I'll describe the bomber jacket um, they would have been wearing. Bomber jackets. Um, uh, what did he look like? And I'll just I'll describe him as best I can. Have you seen him? Um, no. Yeah, but oh, that's right. Reggie wasn't Reggie. There. Reggie doesn't, but he's probably at this point seen photos or gotten a description from Johan and other yeah people. Now describe Patrick. Um, let's just say, let, let's just say he's like, take a composite photo of all the, um, ah, uh, crap, the, the, the Donnie, Danny, what the hell were the new kids on the block? The Wahlbergs, the Wahlberg family, just make a composite image of them and make the hair redder and, and then turn them into a mechanic for 30 years. 20. To be fair, a couple of them, that's not a big stretch. Right? You never hear about the other Wahlbergs. You have no idea. He could They're be all a working Wahlberg. They're chef at the fucking hamburger joint they bought. Right? Yep. Okay, so describe as white male with reddish hair. White male, reddish hair, bomber jacket. Um, came through here in the summer. Um, Drank a lot of wine. Hmm. I, I will ask. I will ask my people. See, uh, do you know where he, how he came here, where he went? Uh, what his? Well, I guess you don't know where he went. You're looking for him. Yes. But I did. why was he here? Was he part of a caravan? No idea. Wasn't told. Yeah. This this may be difficult. This is not much to go on, but. I will ask. Yeah. Drank three quarts of wine. <laughs> Barely uh, alive when he showed up. Yeah. Stayed in an inn here. It's, um, I don't know. They don't know enough, but it's important to my mission and look up and then imply that like there's uh, I'm just going to, I'm going to act like I'm being blackmailed to do this. I'm in trouble if I don't. Hmm. It's been many months since he was here. So this is, uh, are you sure he's still alive? I will act shocked, like how much, like oh, I'm so fucking dead. If he's dead, I'll, I'll if I can, I'll, I'll let the color drain. I'll be like, that would be unfortunate. Well, I will see. I will see what I can find out. And uh, you know, you have brought such wonderful gifts. Uh, this will be my gift to you. Uh. Uh. Leicester, you you look tired, my friend. Extremely. 
but not too tired to have more vodka. <laughs> he slaps you on the back. <laughs> you, and, you, know. you old fuck, I'm not done drinking yet. Don't <laughs> you do that to me. Excellent. All right. Um, so he'll send the uh, Russian guy to his left off uh, after speaking to him in Russian briefly. And then he'll basically invite uh, one of the girls to pour you more vodka. And basically, uh, if you insist. <laughs> so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to just quickly point out, I think this was already said, but uh, Sam's not drinking any of that. I assume I was going to ask him. Yeah. Yeah. Especially after the Russian splits. He wants to see if anybody follows him. Okay. I kind of feel like Sam is doing the thing where he's got a glass that just never seems to get empty. Yeah. 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 Except to spit into it because I've got chewing tobacco. I don't (laughs) trust. I think the Russian's a canny enough operator that if I start looking out at what's really going on in this room, then I'm going to. I'm gonna. I'm not gonna. You're gonna break character. Stay in oh, your. Yeah. Your character's yeah. awesome. This weird kind of sniveling, uh, you yep. know, sort of German Toto waiting to you know nail indie kind of thing is working. Stick with that, yeah. and and let us figure out what's going on. Uh, but yeah, I've, I've got I've got surveillance. I've got eyes up. But yeah, I'm watching dude split to see if anybody feels off to follow him. Uh, yeah, I mean, I think like right now you've got you know like. Um, uh, Nat as like the fixer, JJ as the client, and Ian as the muscle really, you know, kind of makes sense. Yeah. Like, from which is good because I didn't actually bother to think of a plan beforehand <laughs> or discuss it with anybody. <laughs> We're just audible in this whole fucking thing. Um, but the. I'm sorry, we might know the joints on our side because we've been paying. Yeah. The, like, the other thing that know. we could do is I could lean over to Nat and say, before you. Um, I don't know. Pass out. Maybe we could find a safe place to stay. I'll poke him in the chest. I am not ready to pass out <laughs> till he passes out. <laughs> <laughs> I look most. I'm looking around too to see to see the the, the tables <laughs> that I sent. Uh, drinks and food to how they've reacted and has anyone looked aggro about it? I'm hoping uh, it's Boba Fett nods all the way around. I would say, I don't think anybody particular, looked particularly aggro. They looked possibly a little like confused or suspicious and you know like the, the roast duck is kind of sitting there untouched. Uh, <laughs> But you definitely made it clear that oh, I see you that you're watch- I'm watching you watching me kind of thing. So nice. Well, man, don't waste a roast duck. Like I'm gonna point at that and kind of like oh, that's <laughs> good stuff. Mwah, you know, chef's kiss and whatever. But yeah, I'm trying to be as politely as possible too. I'm not trying oh. to be an ass. I just want like yeah, I've acknowledged you, but I'm trying to be respectful here too. Yeah. Like it's. We're not sending the poison shit. Actually, come to think of it, you guys are not in pork country. You're in lamb country. Or mutton country. Yeah. Yep. Just occurred to me. The one table got a duck anyway. Maybe that's why they think it's weird. You know, the best part of a roast duck is the bill. Just saying. Oh. It's reasonably priced. That was a horrible joke. (laughs) (laughs) It's a horrible joke. 
Yeah, I just assumed he brought up the pork as a as a show of wealth, power. Yeah. Look at me. Yeah. yeah. My special reserve pork. <laughs> um, yeah, I am going to keep drinking and schmoozing with Timor. Okay. Business you is. Feeling, you get the feeling this is like the end of his work day is you know 10 a.m. So. <laughs> Got it. Yeah, me too. Um. I I will before we begin. I don't know. Karaoke isn't a thing yet, but before we begin dancing, um, <laughs> I, I I will make sure to secure us some some lodging somewhere. There's oh, the end. I sold. I'll ask Timur. Timur, is it safe to stay here? You recommend this place? Uh. Yes. Yes. This is good. Done. Awesome. Again, thank you. Your hospitality. I would invite the sun. I invite you to come back and stay at my house, but my wife, uh, she was uh, in one of her moods. Did I did get, we get you the? You want to stay with us? We're gonna we're gonna get a bunch of rooms. You want to hang out here for a couple days? It's okay, Timor. <laughs> we got you. Ah. Uh, yeah, I look like I want to say something, but then don't. And I'm just gonna, yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna. Pretty much that. Yeah. yeah. The offer stands. <laughs> Anytime you want, Timor, we got you. All right. So, are you going to try to the table? What? Is that the plan? What? I was going to say that Sam fleetingly overhearing that wonders, he's always heard that Russian women are really good at making bread. He's got a real thing for the big arms that baker women get. And <laughs> it's like, well, maybe we should lean that way. And then he decides to say nothing. So, <laughs> My wife, she was strong like horse. Strong <laughs> like bull. That's, 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 that's Sam's territory for sure. Uh, what is it? Um, yeah. Strong like ox. Uh, crap! What is it? I, I, strong like ox, smart like tractor. Yeah, that's, uh, <laughs> <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> awesome! The Russian insult. That's rude. Like it. Okay, so um. Drinking continues for, you know, Nat and uh, Timor and Timor's other friend. Um, and Sam pretends to drink and JJ pretends to be a missionary, I guess. Yeah. Unless you're dropping the act. No, and... I'm going to just continue. At some point, I'm going to start, you know, I'm going to like mumble something like I'm praying. <laughs> Like, uh, oh God, help me! Hey, even if Timor is wise to you, it doesn't mean the other people in the room are. Yes. No one else in the room knows. Yep. And if you if you bless vodka, it is holy water. That is a rule. It has water in it. Russian Orthodox. Little water. Um. Okay. So at some point later, he the big bowls of like rice porridge are brought out and uh, Timor begins like digging into one with that. Uh, so this is good for my stomach. Uh, and still drinking. 
And... <laughs> you know, he's getting, like, rice porridge in his beard, you know, and all of this. And then, um... Um... At some point, the, the Russian guy comes back and sits down and speaks with him in Russian, and he's like, oh, da, oh, ah. And then he kind of, like, wipes off his beard a little bit and pushes the bowl aside. And... You know, says you, father. I didn't get your name. Uh, uh, string cover name, comma. Yeah. God, can't remember <laughs> it. Hashtag. Yeah. Hashtag American fake name. But I practiced. It was either Michelangelo, Diablo, Di- uh, you know, whatever, Dantello, Raphael, or Leonardo. It's one of those four. <laughs> you know, it's always one of those four. Yeah. Speaking of pizza in Russia. It's potato. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Father Kansas. Yeah. <laughs> Father Kansas. Oh my god, this is like a Neil Gaiman hero. Nice. <laughs> my friend, he says that uh your friend he he was the man with the gold, yes? Um uh, I'll act like Awkwardly, like, yeah, probably. <laughs> mm. Yeah, he is a very strange man. He is, uh, he's been here for several weeks. Uh, he was, though, down, uh, to the south. Um, where was it? It was, uh, ba ba ba. South of town or south of south of town, um, and it is Chien uh, Fotong, um, and it says it's a valley that's uh, south of here. They have uh, what do you, what you call those? Um, Many, many, uh, he talks to the friend, he's come back and he says, Buddha caves, uh, the thousand Buddhas, um, place. Uh, yes, he was down there and I think he was, uh, what, living down there in the ruins of the old archaeological dig. Hmm. But I don't think anyone had seen him for, uh, for maybe one, two months. But maybe he's there, but he has not been seen in town lately. But uh, he is... Uh, I did not know his name. He was just known as the, the man with gold. He paid for everything in gold. Hmm. Um, where, where did he stay when he was here? Uh, here, in the inn. Hmm. Okay. Okay. Um, thank you, thank you, thank you. He uh, does not have red hair, though. If he is, but it, the the story about the the, the jacket, the patch, um, people remember that. Hmm. Oh, that would have been such a ballsy move to just wear one of those jackets. If I'd thought. Yeah. 
Yeah. Oh, yep. That would have been ballsy. Just, and then we could have just said, I'm looking for my friend. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think. Missed opportunity. Um, so. Like, crazy, crazy guy from Antarctic Expedition is here in China, huh? And then another crazy guy from Antarctic Expedition says, where's my friend? Have you seen him? Yeah, everyone's like, Meh. scoot back on the table. Um, yeah, well. Just show up with better gold. Yeah, not so much gold. Um, he was rich from his Antarctic gold mine. Yeah, there's a story somewhere. <laughs> I just don't know it. Hmm. Well, yeah. <sighs> oh. So, Nat, do you want to give me a roll to try to outlast Timor drinking before it's quitting time? Uh, would that be a schmooze roll? Oh, God, yes. Um, are you trying to outdrink him or are you trying to let him win? And Oh. I, you know what? I don't, I don't think it matters. I, I, I think I, I am competing with my own best time. I'm not trying to beat the winner. If okay. that makes sense. I'm not trying to win this marathon. I'm trying to be a better me by which I mean, drink more. Well, at a certain point, uh, he'll stand up and say, I must get home. Uh, and kind of grabs you by the arm and kind of leads you toward the stairs leading upstairs and says, go, my friend, sleep. We will talk tonight. I'm not and done with you yet, Timor. <laughs> as, as I walk up the stairs, still holding a vodka bottle, you can't walk away from me like that. We've got drinking to do. <laughs> as a, heading, to, heading off to bed. I, think, I see you going up the stairs, and then at a certain point you begin to waver, and then you're starting to walk sideways. I'm, I'm going to help whole, him. The whole... I, I, I will help him. <laughs> the, the whole bar just kind of... <gasps> <laughs> All right. So you got rooms, um, and you go upstairs and probably fall asleep before you hit the right, boat. Yeah. Right dead asleep. I assume somebody got rooms. I never actually said that, but I sincerely hope I'm not just, you know, going into somebody's room. I feel room. like the situation is something like, as a friend of Timor, if you just went in and took a room, it would be fine. <laughs> I'm going to Robert Downey Jr. it, if that's yeah. okay. Um, <laughs> Wait, do you mean washing cars while you're doing your community service, or do you mean the other kind of Downey Jr.? The, the other kind where, where you're... Okay. Where you're just kind of you're wondering, like, if someone says, "I want the Robert Downey Jr." and I'm meaning a sex act, what exactly that means? Not a sex act. No, he just broke into that lady's house and fell asleep on her couch or something. <laughs> like he just walked into a house, mm. stoned out of his fucking mind, and fell asleep. And you know, if I came in and a like blitzed Robert Downey Jr. Iron Man was asleep on my couch. You would not hear the end of it. I, that that would have been the lottery for me right yep. there. Yeah, yeah, it'd be kind of. I know it's happened in the comics, but it hasn't happened in the movies where Robert Downey Jr. as Iron Man is drunk and flying around the city, smashing into things. Well, he kind of did in Iron Man too, because he ended up in the giant donut. Remember? Oh, that's true. Yeah. Hmm. And his suit was full of pee. 
Ew. <laughs> well, it happens. It's like yeah. the right stuff. I've done worse. Tracy, you know, she was, was at UK. She was an attendant for the paraplegics and the quadriplegics in the dorms. Oh, wow. You know, so like helping them, you know, transferring to and from their wheelchair, things like that. And there's one hilarious guy who, um, he was totally a jock, but broke his neck and was like, you know, quadriplegic. But he still put the purple lights on his, uh, on the undercarriage of his uh, wheelchair. (laughs) (laughs) He had like a pretty pretty good stereo installed. That's so, awesome. <laughs> uh, but his thing was that if he was talking to somebody and they were they were starting to piss him off, uh, he could push a button and it would empty his leg bag like on their feet. <laughs> oh my god, I love it! I love it! Oh shit! I love it! Oh no! I should do that. That's great. Not that I have a leg bag, I need to get one. But yeah, yeah. that's. You know, it's like the, it's like the, 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 what is it? What is it? There's one of the insects that barfs on you when you, well, a bunch of them do it. Is, anyway, is it that matter. the stink bugs? The... the stink bugs. Oh, yeah. oh, we have those here now. Oh, I'm sorry. And they yep. didn't exist here when I moved here. I had never oh, seen them before Washington. I moved, when I moved back to Ohio. Like I had never seen them growing up mm-hmm. and they were never here. And when I came back, they were just omnipresent. They're that incredible in, invasive species. Nothing, yep. almost nothing eats them. They were in they were in, in Tennessee when I was when I was there as a kid. So I know what they are, but it's, I didn't realize they were like nowhere else. And well, there's like yeah, there's, no, they're everywhere now. I think there's two species of them. There's an indigenous one, and then there's the invasive one. And the invasive yeah, one is that could be it. everywhere now. Yeah, uh, we have them in our house, like I think inside the walls of our attic. Yeah. So. When I'm up here on the third floor, I will get a stink bug just wandering around about like three times a week in the summer. Wild. Yep. In my too. Yep. I'm, um, it is worth gently taking them outside. Like, yep. As I a policy. That. That's, that's what I do. Like, yeah, or if like, because because the screen's not always shut, no dog and cat wandering in and out. Yeah. They just fly in, and so I just move yeah. them out. You know. I was letting them go, and then I was like, I found out they were invasive, and it was actually the problem. So now I just flush them. Oh yeah, that's good too. Sure. Mm. All right. So crash out. Uh, anyone going back to the plane to let Poppy and Adesh know what's going on? Um. <laughs> uh, spending the day doing anything, or are you guys tired too? Uh, I could take a horse ride and like brief them and bring in Poppy to. You were you were you drinking or not drinking? I was not drinking. He was not. Yeah. Oh, that's right. That's right. Yeah. You're, you're good. He was drinking tea. He's re-energized. Right. Yeah. I'll. Uh, and it's, well, why don't I stay? With, why don't I stay with with Nat then to keep him safe? Yeah. Yeah. He's your Because I haven't been drinking either. I'm gonna maintain my cover, and yet still get to the horse, and then go like a bat out of hell, because sure. You know, okay. Kansas. No, but up, but up, but up. Yeah. And. uh go get Poppy and bring her and check her in. Okay. And I'll take back, um, like some pork for a dash. Yeah. He's from Nepal. I wonder if he eats. Oh, good point. Well, it's probably lamb anyway, right? Yeah. He may, probably doesn't eat beef. That's, that's actually what, I don't know. Fair. You know, lamb with barbecue sauce still works. Oh Yeah. 
barbecue is barbecue. Like, yeah. really. Yeah. But mutton is the bomb. And I want to point out how close we are to Mongolian barbecue. There's got to be some here. There's got to be some guy with a big steel plate willing to cook up strips of meat <laughs> and, and vegetables. And rest. Yeah, that'd be awesome. Yep. Fair. It's tough. When I finally wake up, we are going to feast. <laughs> All right. And now, so this is a good, probably a good place to break for this one. Until next time. Yep. Uh, now I want to switch gears a little bit before the end of the evening. And we're going to jump back maybe a little bit in time for the uh, other group. Oh. And do JJ when uh, Johan goes down to New Orleans to track down Willa. Ooh, okay. If that's cool, Ian. Yeah, of course. Totally. So That, so, that actually flowed with the rhyme scheme of Devil Went Down to Georgia, just in case anybody was wondering. <laughs> Johan went to New Orleans. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Now, Johan still... Johan's, like... One of his worst episodes was getting the voodoo mark. So he has a healthy respect oh. for. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That is true. That. that is true. That was a, that was a special day. So just a little context, Ian. Uh, so, yeah, Johan and uh, flew to or traveled by ship to America, picked up his plane, flew across the country to Alaska, picked up. Um, uh, Bell. Verity, Bell. Verity, sorry. Verity Wells, sorry. And then flew back and I think went to Philadelphia before coming down and arrives in New Orleans and comes up to your old house uh, one day early in um, probably around close to Christmas or New Year's. Right. And Nat, you don't really have a character in this Norway story, right? Not yet. The, I don't. The professor. Um, could, the professor would be welcome. The professor is still back in. Um, he's still back in. Uh, uh, taking care of his ward. London, yeah, taking care of. Uh, God, Ian, what was your character's name? Willa. No, oh, no, yeah. uh, no, the little guy. Tapper. 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 Yeah. Tapper. Tapper. Sorry, you know, um, this Too many characters, I'm sorry. There are no, a few. it's okay. <laughs> there we go. Uh, I'll have to think about it. And actually, it's probably right now, this last few weeks, we've been getting stuff around the house built. We put up, I put up 100 feet of fence. I'm very, wow. I'm, I'm feeling very country now yeah. and uh i am at war with leaves so if i am not in one of the games that wouldn't necessarily be bad right now okay so yeah uh yeah so, so i i uh for a little backstory very yeah, Will, what's, yeah will what's your house look like like where, where are you located as JJ as uh, Johan and uh, Verity, I guess. Stroll up in the front. It's got to be in the garden district. The super wide streetcar, like a hundred yards. Yeah, it would have to be. 
would have to be because she wouldn't go too far up the hill. She wouldn't go too far away from her her vocations. Yeah, the place she didn't care of. So yeah, the garden district sounds actually exactly right. Um, it, 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 I've never you you've got an advantage on me, oh, JJ, because you've actually been to New Orleans. So I have not. It's these these. So everything I know about it's from like trees TV shows and books covered with Spanish moss. And then there's a streetcar down the middle of uh, an island of grass that is as big yeah. as your average highway. And then on either side of that is a two-lane road and sidewalks. And then set back even further were the uh, rich people houses that go back hundreds of years. And it's always been the rich people houses. Right, but then when you get close to the city, you got the rich people houses that are built to deal with riots or wars. Um, so there's you know big wrought iron fences with plants all around them, but they're still a little bit defensible. Um, you could probably find a a good uh, street view. Google Street View. Garden District, New yep. Orleans, St. Charles Avenue, really? Yeah. St. Charles Streetcar Line. Shit. Hmm. St. Charles. Anyway, yeah, it's beautiful. And uh, the streetcar line dates back from 1835 and was electrified in 1893. So it's like, fuck, it's functional transportation. <laughs> um, let's see. You get to... I need the view. But anyway, so there's these, there's a lot of room and uh, fancy houses. And uh, yeah, now it's like there's condos and shit and parade routes. But back then it was fancier. So. Yeah, one of those old decaying behemoths with a really huge garden that's, knowing Willa, maybe overgrown. But then, like, parts of it are immaculately kept with, like, dangerous plants. <laughs> <laughs> what do you think, Willa? All right. Yeah. Yeah, Ian. What does I, I just I just um, found a house that I really like. Now I'm trying to get it viewed in screen view. Stop! Just go there. Go 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 go. Oh, I like that. That's fun. Why is there a giant blur spot here? Oh, that's weird. They blurred out the location that's on the realtor page. That's fucked up. Why would you do that? Bastards. Copyright. So, fifteen oh seven Harmony Street's the house I want. 
which unfortunately you can't see. Fuck off. Why would you do that? Oh, I think you can request to have your house blurred yeah. in Google. Which is funny because there's a ton oh. of pictures of it. Uh, here On I Zillow. Will. Yeah, it's all. Oh, crazy. Yeah. Oh, yeah. There's a cup that's. Yeah. It's super tall. Yep. So that's the house that I want. Pink, beautiful, got a little yard. It's right in the, in the, the right area. It's great. That's the house. Yeah. Um, sorry, I'm, I'll post it in Cthulhu. Uh, this is officially Willa's house, and I like it even better because it is blurred on Google Map, on Google Street View. That is hilarious. Like, God forbid you check out the neighborhood you're about to buy a house in. in. Yeah. So the <laughs> only know, question whatever. is whether, like, she's sitting out on the veranda when we come up to knock. Go up on that top deck. She yeah. absolutely is. Yeah, got a, got an umbrella out there. Got a little table, you know. Got some snacks and some marmalade or whatever. And yeah, hmm. couple of couple of you know nonchalant looking fellas just sort of keeping an eye out. Yeah, Johan walks car. up to knock and then just looks up and sighs. <laughs> yep. Yep. Yeah. I wave and just like come on up, like figure it out. And your maid lets them in. <laughs> Usually the maids aren't packing heat, but <laughs> Usually. <Yeah>. Usually. <laughs> but these are all distinctly Haitian ladies, so don't fuck with them. Oh God. Oh. I have so much respect for the uh the badassery of the Haitian Revolution. The only successful slave revolution in human history. Yep, I agree. I, I yeah. wish that they weren't dithered around now, but that's you know decades worth of people fucking with them. Yep. Um, so the the yeah, so happy to see you uh, on the veranda. Just that is a thank you, JJ, for kind of getting me pointed in the right direction. That is a wonderful location. I will. Uh, I will. Johan uh, uh, is super formal, but not with Willa. Willa gets a hug, and uh, uh, yeah. Yeah, try not to notice all the corset and weird bumps, but okay. Yeah. She's a little slower and creakier now. It's been a bit. She's not as um, Wolverine as she used to be. Well. She may have seen some shit, you know what I mean? Oh, yeah. Um, Yeah, a lot of new scars. So, uh, yeah, let's get you refreshments, get you sat down. Did you come with anybody else or just you? Uh, I probably bought Verity. Right on. Yeah. Yeah, get you guys comfortable, get your snacks, get your sandwiches, that kind of stuff. Uh, and then, you know, as you're about to bite out of something, I'm going to dump that bag that showed up out of nowhere and just step back and let you soak it in. But it's a big old bag that somehow fell off. Uh, it was somewhere around either on the lifeboat after the Zeppelin or off the Zeppelin. I don't remember which. It's been a minute, but... So, so yeah, so Verity basically brings, or sorry, Willa basically brings out Johan's backpack. Oh. Which has clearly been in the ocean for quite a while, but it is, hmm. re- definitely he recognizes immediately. Um, Johan has been, uh, and uh, Will just tell Willa's like, 
You have no idea the entities I had considered consorting with to get this back. Well, Sunshine, I know the deal. <laughs> I know the deal. But but here's 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 something strange for me. His fella brought this to me, was half out his mind, and his body was falling apart. And I, I get a sense he's not the first person to have touched this bag and conveyed it to somebody else, to somebody else, to somebody else, to eventually to me, and here it is for you. Wow. And I seem to be fine. I did wear gloves. But... We'll be careful. Those poor souls were in a world of hurt. Mm. So whatever it took to get, it was meant to be back to you. So, our friends, the goddamn, you know, and then a string of German expletives, um, goddamn Aryan superior master race, stupid motherfuckers in German, um, are unbound by any well one could say politely decency but much more just they're willing to risk it all to win they have been op- they have opened up a can of worms from down south and they have deployed it as anti-ship weapons they are copying soul they are going to crush Europe and England underneath their boot unless we kill these goddamn Nazi wizards. Well, honey, we're just going to have to keep that from happening. Because I got a good thing here. And as far as I know, until, you know, around, I don't know, the early 2000s when a bad hurricane comes, we're pretty good. So let's get some action going. But I do want to be like everybody who carried this got real messed up. So it's great that it's here, but just be careful with it. Maybe do a little bit of that, you know, whatever white man voodoo hoodoo that you do, and make sure you understand what's going on with this because it clearly is protected by something. Because mm. that 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 young man, that poor unfortunate young man that brought this to me. He is not long for this world at all, and whatever's waiting for him is real bad, and it's because of that bag. Hmm. Well. How do you fancy going back into the cold? I love the cold. It's soothing. Well, there's this Nazi witch who had copied a soldier into an entire town of scenic shoreside England. We caught her ass. She was heading up to Norway. Um, they're doing something that takes a lot of power, and they're doing something that can't be good for anybody else. I'd love to have you along. Getting the gang back together. Brought her dog. 
my brother, my brother said that you've got to fight for the folks who can't fight for themselves. No, people have no we, idea what. From that logic, we won. We did in real cold places. So I don't intend to stop doing that now. So yeah, she looks at her staff and says, "Looks like old Annie Willow is going to be taking a vacation." And then, real quick exchange of very bizarre words to the lady staff. And one of them steps forward. She looks almost as terrifying as Willa did ten years ago. And she's clearly the new head of the household while I'm gone. And that's that. What's next, my fine young man? Oh, it always starts with an airplane. (laughs) You crackers and your airplanes. Let's go. (laughs) Might need a little time in a lab with this backpack, but. Might need a little time with a lead box. Yeah. Oh, that's not a bad idea. We lost the goddamn head. (laughs) Oh, I still remember it. Just fine. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. You got a personal head, didn't you? Oh, that was ugly. Yeah. That was real ugly. No. Yeah, so Willa Willa's on board for going to Norway. She been she been, you know, scratching for some action anyway. Uh, her her area is pretty quick, well. A quick aside to the to her chosen successor and say Never let them know whether you're ruling by terror or kindness. Keep the seat warm. We'll bring Not it wrong. Back. I told them all just to make sure that you're always polite, you're considerate, and you know how to kill every motherfucker in the room. I'm paraphrasing somebody, but it's a great way to go. Yeah. Uh, I would fist bump Willa, except it would be completely out of character. <laughs> it would be inappropriate. <laughs> inappropriate. But yeah. 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 Alrighty. So next time we play. Well, let's figure out what your guys' actual plan is for Norway. Yeah. I don't think you have a plan uh, there either. I think we're sorely lacking in plan. Um, yeah, we should, we should take a little a little time to plan I, on this one, and for sure. And frankly, on, on all of this, yeah. like, we we need some, we're going to need some help reassembling all the goddamn clues because they've been strung like, out. like, well, it, all of it, because like I remember, like thanks to Jed for writing me a whole thing to kind of remind me of where it sat and the transition of time. But but Willa kind of checked out there for a bit, you know. And and when she came back around, she's less physically able than she was, but she's stronger mentally than she was, which makes her more dangerous if she can keep herself focused. But if she goes scattered, she's useless. She's not the same character she was before. Well. Yeah. Kind of like a white Gandalf thing, I guess. I don't know, whatever, but something. Yeah. Johan's riding the rails of sanity pretty hard. Like, yep. at some point, yep. Johan may be the most dangerous thing in the world. Because he keeps reading these books. I think that's books. the way the spirals. Yeah. <laughs> I'm fine with it. I love it. Yeah. <laughs> at some point. This is better than just straight up murder hobos. It's great. 
Johan keeps learning forbidden knowledge and then making a sanity roll, so he's around for another another circuit. Yeah. Love it. Love it. And and unfortunately, Johan is now um has applied the scientific sharing ideology to the point where like Tesla is a much more dangerous motherfucker than he was two weeks ago. Mm. Um hmm. and uh yeah. like there's and and you know if you can read Enochian, don't read Johan's books. No, I don't think Willow, Willow can't read that. But Willow does have a weird connection with that head, and somewhere out there and wherever it ended up, it's underwater, so it's perpetually drowning. And Willow can Willow has dreams about that when she sleeps. Oh shit! So it grounds her. It's a really weird thing because now she's calm by deep water and perpetually drowning and by the knowledge that that head is that far submerged wherever it is and hmm. snow. Neither of which, well, you can drown in New Orleans, but you don't have snow. So, yeah, maybe Normandy helps her fix both these problems. So there you go. Matt, uh, I think you should come up with a concept just in case you drop in. Even if you're just like hired muscle. So you can, cause this one could be fun. That's where Patrick came from. Yeah. He was the, yeah, uh, the mechanic. He was, he was the, after, after my character died, he, he was the stand in. Wasn't he the second or the third? Was he your second? Or th- cause well, Emma, Emma, he replaced Emma. Okay. Yeah. yeah. He was, yeah. he was just the, the backup. Was Patrick the one that got sucked into the giant sphere? Vortal. Yeah. Yeah. We thought they were. And all... you had the head, didn't you? No. no. Where was the head? The head was stolen from Johan. Johan was building That's it. A, okay. Okay. a defensible underground bunker to That's put it. all his crap in, and shit was robbed before it was completed building. All right. Well, uh, well all I know is that Willow's getting dreams of the head underwater. So that could be in a Voss in somebody's living room. I have no idea. Right? That's actually kind of <laughs> interesting. It's in a fish tank. Yeah. Like you're in timeout. <laughs> yeah. So I can't remember the name of the ancient Hyperborean wizard whose head it is, but yeah. Hey, there, no. why, how could you not remember the name of the ancient Hyborian wizard that you learned four <laughs> or five years ago? <laughs> how long has this campaign been going on? I just remember the night I tried to launch the ship with all the fucking things getting caught on fire. Oh my god! After weeks of just I... trying to get the ship to leave, and then and then next thing you know, we're at the whole thing at the equator, and then that was awesome, and just yeah. I I remember the journey. All the fucking ones we rolled landing on top of the blimp in the airplane. <laughs> it's incredible! Incredible! I remember the moment we realized that we had done the math wrong and we could have t- unloaded the plane yes. and kept all the shit. Yeah. But, in, but we did the math wrong and thought we had to leave right then. I like that that echoes the sort of panic real people would have because yeah. when you're yeah. panicked, you make yeah. mistakes. That is exactly yep. it. Like it, yep. you're not supposed to, it's not supposed to go perfectly. Uh, it's like when they talk to those ladies after a house fire, and they're like, "How is it you saved all your cats, but your kid's still there?" You panic. Yeah, you know, I'm, I'm being facetious, but I mean, people, you make irrational decisions when oh. shit gets real, and and it's totally understandable. It's not uh-huh. great, but it's understandable. Uh-huh. 
and we have made some really panicky decisions. Oh, Jesus. Still, I think I still just really enjoy, like, you guys arrive at the German base and refuel, you find out that they've got the Black Onyx, or the Black Opals, I mean, and you're like, and there's like a whole, like, the thing-inspired adventure about that base, and your guys are like, well, sucks to be you guys, we gotta go. I thought that <laughs> I really I, we had done the math and we were like, if we don't go now, we're not going to get to the blimp. That yeah. is, I do remember that the trajectory. Yeah, and we Definitely had like, like, gas in the back of the plane, which sounds incredibly irresponsible because they were hooked into the system. So, it, one person smoking could have set us as you know as a comet, but whatever, we made it. Most of us. Yeah. Some of us. And then we ended up hanging out with penguins. It was great. Yeah.